Stream buffers, something that we haven't talked about for a little while here on the program. Certainly been a hot topic for a long time with farming and with salmon recovery. Last year, you know, we we dealt with that proposal in Olympia that would have taken tens of thousands of acres of farmland out of production. A a lot of it in, in western Washington... Uh, with this idea that there needs to be mandatory stream buffers, riparian buffers, meaning forested, meaning we need to plant trees out hundreds of feet on either side of anything that could remotely be argued as a salmon-bearing stream. Now, while the farming community uh, supports salmon recovery and has helped with a lot of work toward that end, we knew that this kind of a proposal would, would kill farming, particularly in western Washington. And that's why we opposed that last year, saying, hey, in, in the big picture, protecting salmon this way is actually going to hurt salmon because you're going to lose farms. And what happens when you lose farms? Pavement, houses, factories, urbanization, and that will harm our streams. Kind of a wrong-headed plan. Well, the idea... It came back again um, as we headed into this uh, current happening in Olympia right now legislative session. By the way, this is the Farming Show. Good morning to you. I'm Dylan Honkoop. Um, and joining me in studio this morning is Whatcom Family Farmers Executive Director Fred Lickle. Uh, Fred, we've been watching this in Olympia since, well, it was, it was this fall, right, uh, when um, they said, okay, we're going to take another stab at this whole buffer idea. And before there was any sort of specific proposal um, along the lines of what happened last year, legislation to force mandatory stream buffers, um, there was some quote-unquote stakeholder input. There was kind of a group that was pulled together, and people started talking. That's correct, Dylan. In yes. Olympia. And thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, the one of the things that was mandated out of the the failed session, the failed buffer efforts last time was um, bringing together a diverse group of stakeholders to have a discussion. I believe they had three or four roundtables in the fall and into the winter to discuss um, ways to move things forward. And so, um, understandably a bit contentious. You had tribes, you had farmers, you had, I believe, development people there, and then obviously the government uh, agencies as well. Um, it was facilitated by a good group, and they came up with some recommendations that they brought forward to the governor's office. And that was a big, like I think you just alluded to there, a, a part of the failure that the governor's office created last year last legislative session in 2022 to do this and why we were so opposed to it again farmers the farming community isn't opposed to this idea of stream buffers and protecting streams they're opposed to the idea of it being a blanket rule one size fits all mandatory you lose a bunch of land you don't get compensated for it all these farm killing ideas that were packed into the last proposal but again the second part of that failure was not just that it was farm killing but that nobody was really involved yeah the farming community in particular was kind of shut out of any conversations on that until all of a sudden it was time to debate a a specific bill and a lot of people are like what what happened here 
it wasn't kind of shut out. It was definitely shut out. Um, there were a lot of people um, that were quite shocked when this bill came forward. Um, even many of the tribes, as my understanding, mm. were, were not even. It was just just a few tribes, and I don't even think there were any environmental organizations. It was a very close. It was just the governor's office and this group of tribes. And obviously, that's the reason why it got shot right. down, is there was just outrage all along. And, they, and the governor's office rightly suffered a, a black eye politically for having gone about it that way, kind of this yes. backroom deal, and then boom, um, spring it on everybody else. Right. So that's where they were having to do damage control and show, okay, we're going to get people involved this year. Right. So you spring it forward, and, and there was a report that came out, I believe, in December. And out of this, the governor's office decided to write another bill. Um, that they put forward that they thought would move it forward. Now, it was focused on voluntary work. However, um, it was also, unfortunately, tied to standards. So on the one hand, it said voluntary, but on the other side, on the other hand, it said, yeah, but we have to have standards. Well, guess what? These standards were uh as the usual, 200 feet or whatever it might be. The so same we old story of what we've been saying. This isn't going to work. Yeah, basically, it was right back to it. So, so the farmers and many others opposed the bill. Um, even some of the tribes signed in as other. Um, they were, there, were, there was a lot of unhappiness with, once again, we're mandating a path forward. So that then led to, probably a few weeks ago, um, a, a really interesting bipartisan effort that came forward. There was two or three Republicans and two or three Democrats that got together that sat on the Agriculture and Natural Resources Committee who said, yeah, we're going to write a truly bipartisan bill. They got together. They got together with key tribal people, key farming groups, and they told the governor, your bill isn't moving forward. <laughs> we're going to move this bill forward. This is fascinating to me because... And this is the Farming Show, by the way. Dylan Honkoop here on KGMI. Fred Lickle, Executive Director of Whatcom Family Farmers, is here with us. Of course, I work with Fred uh, at Whatcom Family Farmers and Save Family Farming. This is interesting to me because in the current climate in Olympia, this doesn't happen very oh, often. Bipartisan anymore. does not happen. And Republicans, Democrats, farmers, tribes, you know, all these people came together and realized, okay, there's a bigger thing that we're trying to accomplish. We may not agree on everything, but we have to get something done, right? Wasn't that yes, kind of the MO absolutely. here? It was like, okay, we can squabble on the details all day and all night, but the reality of the years now of, of fighting over this issue has kept anything from happening. Correct. Yeah. And so now we're thinking, all right, this is great. We're going to move this thing forward. And you, and you end up having a, a group uh, at this hearing of the Ag and Natural Resources, which was, I believe, two or three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. um, you saw this wonderful bipartisan effort. And when the bill came forward, uh, again, something as contentious as this, it was, I believe, like 220 pro were for it. And I think there was only like three that were opposed. And again, bipartisan to the point where we have folks like Representative Deborah Lakanoff and represent, uh, or yeah, um, yes. who are some of the other supporters of this? Tom Dent. Tom Dent on the Republican side, Rep uh, Lakanoff on the on the Republic on the Democrat side, who had written the bill last year and was very frustrated with with where it ended up. Um, really, like I said, just working together very well. What, what what was the bill? Why was everybody on board with it? Well, because it showed truly bipartisan effort to work on truly voluntary efforts to move forward 
funding projects that can get buffers on streams. It wasn't going to say we need 200 feet, we need 50 feet, whatever it might be. It was going to say, let's look at these things individually and within our own communities determine what is the best way to move forward. So it didn't have any of those standards tied to it, but it had a lot of funding to really help things you know, move forward in a way that would be positive. Basically, it was saying, we're not going to continue allowing the perfect to be the enemy of the good. Yes, yep, that is correct. But unfortunately, the one that was really the most opposed was the governor's office, who came forward and said, we are opposed to this because it doesn't put standards in there. Which, once again, if... if, if <laughs> Every one of the tribes at that point came in as as either pro or you know for it or standing aside and saying neutral. we're not we're neutral yeah except for the governor's office how that's bizarre to me the, the essentially the governor Jay Inslee now is choosing to be on the other side even from the tribes who he has been very supportive of and they have been supportive of him in the past yes how does it, that happen it, politically it, it, it's almost like um i'm gonna i'm gonna choose to make sure regulatory regulations happen okay no so what. okay to dig into that a little bit because I, I saw just little snippets of the testimony about this this voluntary riparian buffer bill yes that the farming community salmon advocates tribes you know there was this broad bipartisan support for in the testimony even i saw the woman and i forget her name musgraves ruth musgrave yes with the governor's the, office. with uh, governor jay inslee's office in olympia saying they support this idea of these you know th this buffer stuff being voluntary but they want standards. Yes. Isn't that oxymoronic? Sure Aren't those that diametrically opposed? Either it's yes. voluntary or it's Either not. Either it's voluntary or it's not. Exactly. So how how do they make those two things well, jive? It, it, and many from the farmer farming world looked at it as you're setting us up for failure, right? You're you're gonna you're gonna say it's gonna be voluntary, and then we're gonna create such ridiculous standards that you that no farmers end up. Uh, going into the program and then guess what the program fails because it was too ridiculous and now we're gonna have to go back and require standards you know because nobody wants to do it it was setting people up for failure it really was the political gamesmanship on the part of governor jay inslee's office is appalling it's unbelievable, unbelievable. And, it, and it's not just this issue we've seen this in multiple other farming related issues that we've talked about here and then across the political landscape, there are the ruins of things, you know, places where people could have worked together that have been blown up by Governor Jay Inslee. Yes. I, I, why? And and the sad, what's the game plan? Here? I, I, it's it's frustrating. And the sad part is, Dylan, is it, is it gets worse because as these things go through the process, the next step was it for, was for it to go to the. Um, budget committee i'm blanking the exact right. name of it right now uh, at the house yep and that occurred um yesterday or no thursday excuse mm -hmm. me yep and um much to the shock of everyone um the bill in the executive committee never was heard and uh which means that it died and despite because because wednesday was the deadline I think for I these think Friday, kinds of right. I think Friday was the deadline, but the, but the reality was that on on Thursday, then it, it was done, and we're finding out behind the scenes that the reason why was that Governor Inslee's office put pressure on that the bill wouldn't pass. 
So here we have something that is completely bipartisan, and Governor Inslee is standing in the way of it. I thought we had a democratic government. I thought we lived in a republic that, you know, represented people. And the people, left and right, were supporting this. Not so in this case. Well, yeah, I mean, it was that they were supporting it, right. <laughs> but it wasn't yeah. that. Apparently, that's not good enough. It, you, now, you need the blessing of Jay Inslee to move something forward I guess in this so. state. Now, I guess it's not all bad news in that supposedly what will happen, uh, or so we're being told, is that the funding will still be there for these programs. There just won't be a bill attached to it. But the reality is that it sends a message, right? It sends a message to the farming community and to others that says, we don't trust you to make your own decisions. We're going to make the decisions for you. Mm. Now, what sort of message is that going to send when we go to a landowner and we say, look, we need to be looking at, 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 at planting buffers. And we're just looking at maybe doing something small by, small in this situation. Who's going who's gonna to believe that? Who's going to believe that Governor Inslee isn't going to come back and ask for 200 feet? Do you think we're really going to have people who are going to want to volunteer much? It, it just It's astonishing the, the, the bad message that, was, that has been sent and the, just kind of the condescending way that he has gone about the work, the work related to this. Very frustrating. Now, like you say, this could, some of this stuff could still happen as what's the term like a fiscal note it may yes. be baked into the state budget, budget proviso they call it yes but without this bill the actual program as an official program doesn't happen true because right? i mean one of the things that was supposed to happen with this bill was to bring bring this table up where, where we have bipartisan group of folks to sit around and discuss it that isn't there now if that happens it's going to be happening you know possibly on the side but there's not going to be you know there's not going to be anything official behind it and i'm sure there are other things in that bill as well that it's going to create a lot of problems and a lot of challenges here and um yeah again why are we why is it that the governor has decided that he alone gets to make the decisions instead of folks on the ground yeah locally yeah and this i mean at this point this is not even a partisan beef this is He's shutting down voices and votes and people representing both sides. I guess it's just about him and what he wants. I, I, I can't assume anything else with this kind of behavior. Uh, talking with Fred Lickle right now, Executive Director of Whatcom Family Farmers. I'm Dylan Honkoop, your host here on The Farming Show on KGMI 96.5 FM and 790 AM. Um, I guess we just see what happens with this now yeah, I, obviously okay, it, in politics things change every day it seems like yeah. and and so that's that's where things stand right now and yes the bill has missed the cutoff so we would say it's dead but as in all politics oftentimes they say it's mostly dead but not completely dead <laughs> likewise bills can be mostly all the way through as we thought this time yeah. and yeah. then they can be and then they can be killed so um, we probably still have a ways to go. The legislative session still has, uh, what, six weeks, I believe, or so left in it. Yeah. So nothing is completely done yet. Really what we have here is we have Governor Jay Inslee being the person standing against salmon recovery. Yes, absolutely. I mean, this was a plan that would move that forward. And like you're saying, at least there's a little bit of encouraging news that some of it probably will still happen, despite the governor digging in his heels. But really, his position was one to stand against 
tribes, farmers, other stakeholders protecting salmon. And that's what he claims to be all about. Protecting salmon and protecting our farmland. Yeah, true. Uh, We should, before we run out of time here, and we are almost out of time, but we should mention something that's going on with Whatcom Family Farmers. Um, And that's a way for you to support the work that we do here at Whatcom Family Farmers, particularly our education work, which is a part of our uh, 501c3 nonprofit tax-deductible donation kind of organization. Um, uh, with uh, some of the programs we do, including my podcast, which we talk about from time to time here on the radio show, The Real Food, Real People podcast, uh, hosted by yours truly, uh, the Real uh, real Environmental Action and Leadership video series, sharing stories of, of things like riparian improvements and a lot of other things that farmers here in Whatcom County and farmers all over Washington State are doing to... Um, be more sustainable and help uh, protect our local environment. Also, uh, another thing that the supports that we're going to be talking about here is the Whatcom Farm Circle, um, bringing uh, over 900 uh, third graders in for kind of a field trip deal to learn about farming and how farming interfaces with our uh, local environment and sustainability and how farming actually works. Um, that's something that a lot of people are saying is really missing uh, for young people, and we're trying to change that here at Watkin Family Farmers. So if you like that stuff, and a lot of people really like what we do, if you want to support it, we have an opportunity for you to support that. Coming up in a couple of weeks is the Watkin Family Farmers Education Online Auction. And so certainly we would love for you to participate in the auction. It runs from March 13th through 19th. But hold the phone. There is a way for you to support before that, and that is with throwing something into the auction itself, right? That is correct, Dylan, yes. And we have, and we talked about this last year, and it's happening again this year. We have all kinds of cool stuff that you don't normally see in one of these auctions because this is a, a, an auction for and by the farming community. So we've got people donating things like, you know, equipment rentals and gravel and it's all kinds of stuff like that. Now, granted, there are gift baskets and gift, oh, cars yeah. to, gift cards to restaurants. and It runs the gamut. But I wanted to mention this today because there is still a, a few days left, if you would like to support this, to throw something in to be auctioned off. And what's really cool about this kind of an auction is you can contribute something to be auctioned off that really doesn't cause you a whole lot of pain. You know, <laughs> that's correct. Yep. Um, maybe you know, an hour worth of whatever service your business provides, or you do personally. You know, I think we have people have done that. You know, an hour worth of you know excavator work, or you know, I, oh, yes. Fill in the blank. And there's lots of people out there that will be bidding in this auction who are like, hey, I need that done anyway, or I needed that product anyway, and now I can get it with low impact to you who's donating, spend a similar potentially amount of money, or maybe bid it up a ways, whatever that you want to do, and support what we're doing here at Watkin Family Farmers to educate our community about farming, um, all in one fell swoop. Oh, yeah, you've seen, um, you know outside of agriculture you can see you know boat rides with a dinner attached um, inside i think something that really went well a couple of times was farm tours yeah 
you know, we'll, we'll get folks, you know, bidding from, you know, well outside of Whatcom County. You think, hey, that's cool. You know, a number of you, the, the farmers out there have got some really cool stories to tell and are able to, you know, to tell folks what these are. The, this is your opportunity, as Dylan said, yep. to put forward a, a, a potentially an auction item that could could really grab the attention. And, and, it, and it does benefit a really good cause. It, it goes towards our educational side of things. As Dylan said, this is really important yep. to be able to tell that story. And maybe you're not in a position to write a, a check to support. And certainly we have some faithful supporters who do that. But maybe you're not in a position to, but maybe you could do something like this and donate something uh, to this auction that would be valuable to other folks. They would love to bid on it. Like you said, even a, a farm tour or, you know, outside of the farming world, a fishing trip or, you know, there's all kinds of things. If you need info, go to WatcomFamilyFarmers.org. It's right there on the front page. Um, about the the auction growing our future together the online auction to support Watkin family farmers education again it, the actual auction is happening march 13th through 19th we are still though accepting donations and if you go to that page if you click on the growing our future together auction info on the the home page at Watkin family farmers it takes you to a page for it more information and you can click to download a donor sheet fill it out make your donation or get a hold of ellie steensma uh, Corbin, our um, our outreach and education coordinator here at Whatcom Family Farmers, and she can set you up as well. All the contact info is available. Again, WatcomFamilyFarmers.org. Please uh, support this effort uh, to keep doing what we're doing here. Fred uh, Lickle, Executive Director of Whatcom Family Farmers, thanks for being here with us this Thank morning. Thank you, Ellen.